Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, the Drippler, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the OK Beast, a.k.a. the future class of gaming, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. You got an aura about you today, Greg. You know... When you wear pants mm. with no knees, ah, mm. you're on a different level. You're on a different place. <laughs> you know, and it's the thing I've said on this show before. I didn't like you dressing so well, looking so good. And so here I am, ladies and gentlemen, for well, the first time in my life. Your one, your one solution to both me and Tim dressing up on the show is to wear, is to wear ripped jeans. Abercrombie and Fitch, buddy. Or your knees are just... I've never worn Abercrombie and Fitch jeans in my life. Their knees are just begging for freedom outside of these jeans. <laughs> I feel like they jeans. might be skinny jeans, too. <laughs> Barrett, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in front, and you need to give me a, if these are skinny jeans or not. Okay, thank you. All right, could you imagine? Walking, he's walking around. He's walking around in his cool sunglasses. Yeah, I would I would classify those as skinny jeans. Those are pretty skinny. Uh, the, the, maybe in like the taper uh, category. Yeah, he's showing oh, off his uh, his butt there because um, they really uh, taper down at the bottom there. So yeah, I would call that a skinny jean. It's the fact for that a cool like guy named Greg Miller. The the jeans were a fashion choice this morning that you that uh, that you chose to try and like dress up today, and you stopped at the jeans. Well, because like you have on a Portillo sweater, not to not to dunk on your sweater. It's a good much. sweater. Well, right? that's the thing about it mm-hmm. is that well, the jeans weren't a choice; they were the only option. All of my jeans are in the washing machine today. It turns out. <laughs> okay. And so then there was a mild panic from Jen of what will you wear? I'm like, don't worry about it. And you went you went to her stash. I, I, bless. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I opened up my drawer of pants and I started digging, and there's because there's not many pants, there's a lot of pajama pants. Then I have like the shorts, I got the shorts. And then downstairs before I'm sorry, I skipped it. When I was downstairs, like, oh, here's a pair of jeans. I picked it up, Jen's jeans. So here's a pair of jeans, picked them up, Jen's jeans. When I grabbed these and held them up and I saw Amber Crombie and Fitch, and then I saw the no knees, I was like, Well, these gotta be Jen's jeans too. And then I looked at the size and I'm like, no, nah, these are Greg's size. And so you- Jen definitely bought these for an E3 or something when she was like, I gotta put together outfits for this mm. clown. And I think I just never wore them thinking maybe they were normal jeans but now i know that there are these cool hip jeans and i'm a hip man and they're the only pants i could wear are are torn jeans considered hip are those what a blessing remember uh-huh. you're talking to a man in a portillo sweatshirt mm-hmm. and underneath okay. that is an austin 316 shirt so let's not go hey is that hip like it's definitely more hip than the levi's blacks i usually just wear that's right true that's, that's, a, good, Levi that's a very good point. traditional blue the boring ass jeans i yeah, wear yeah and so you said you stop there, right? The problem I have, ladies and gentlemen, is that I'm in what my wife and I lovingly refer to as the Montreal uniform, which is Jen's style. When you're in Montreal and when Jen was living there, monochrome, that's the move. Everybody you look down on the street, black jeans, black shoes, a white sweatshirt, a black sh- sweatshirt with some white on it, stuff like that. I feel so, like that's just a punk style. Why does Montreal own that as a city? Because everybody, the whole city dresses that way, Barry. Okay. We're not okay. at a punk show. We're okay. just saying you're like out the there going to a Tim Hortons. You're yeah. out there going to get a lovely poutine. You're going to see people in this outfit. Okay. And so when I then 
committed because the jeans are what I committed to first. Plus, I needed to know what I was wearing. And then I was like, well, now I not I got to be monochrome. So I put on the Austin 316 shirt, of course, which really ties together the outfit. If I don't even know why I bother wearing the T-shirts anymore because it's so cold in this fucking place. I haven't been in this Dude, building once without a sweatshirt on. It's ridiculous. Yeah, today we're doing uh, our holiday photos today. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what am I going to wear? And I went to my closet and I was like, I'm just going to dress for warmth. Like, I, don't yeah. have, I don't have time to sift through and try to figure yeah. out like some kind of like – Red, green. I got concerned doing holiday colors because last time I didn't go that way. Well. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what red green outfit am I gonna wear for Christmas? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going sweatshirt in a in a bomber jacket. Sure. Because I need to be warm in here. Sure. It's yeah. ridiculous. In it's here. bad in here. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got Kevin as a little air conditioner, but I don't think it's helping. Like my nose is running <laughs> right now. Is that cold? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think but it's anyways. cold in here not because the AC, just because it's so cold outside. It is very cold in It's, it, it's mid 40s today. Greg. Risk runner. Risk runner zero says I showed up late. Why is Greg in sunglasses? Because I'm. The dribbler. The dribbler, everybody. I'm wearing the ripped jeans. And so I needed the monochrome look, and then I saw the Portillo sweatshirt. And here's what I thought. Portillo sweatshirt that I'm wearing, bless, generally either, hey, I'm at home sick and I need my big cozy sweatshirt, or, hey, I'm running errands on the weekend. I'm in dad mode. I just got to you know, throw something on and take care of Benny, do whatever. But then I was like, can I take it back? Can I take this mm-hmm. low-rent sweatshirt and make it look hip with the jeans? And as you have clearly pointed out, no, I cannot. That did not I mean, out. it's doing something. Like, I, I do think... Again, the, it's the an jeans, overall outfit. The jeans do uplift the Baird, sweatshirt. Is it, is it too late for you to wheel this desk off, wheel on the video floor, and we just stand for the show? Because I feel like if people could see me the entire time... That's a long time standing. That's, a, right. long, that's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very long time standing. I'm just saying, the ripped jeans... Are leaving the top of my legs pretty cold. <laughs> it is a cold I love studio. it is also that you are on a podcast set with a table in front of you. So most of the time, people aren't seeing the jeans. Sure. So it's not there to uplift the sweatshirt most of the time. But me right now, yeah. seeing your whole yeah. outfit, I will say, yes, the jeans I mean, do I can uplift do the, the whole sweatshirt. I can do the whole podcast anything. I mean, I don't, you don't need to. You don't need yeah, to. We, I feel like that would make it awkward for both of us. Not. I mean, like I just did the kind of funny podcast walking around the entire time ranting about Tim Allen. It's fine. Everyday great. Oh, really? Do I got to listen to that? that yeah, you do. Like actually, time. really good episode. Right, uh, but enough about that. Instead, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Troy Baker wanting to start a Daredevil game. No new burnouts anytime soon and more. Because that's how we did it. That, no more burnouts. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, we'll talk about that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday across a variety of platforms, we come to you with the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Write in at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, you could go that extra mile and go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you could get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free, and you could get all the other podcasts ad-free, and you could watch all the other podcasts live as we record them. That's right. Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games are all on one Patreon now, so you could go there and watch us do PSI Love You Live, X-Cast, Kind of Funny Podcast, whatever you want. It's all there live for you ad-free, and you could get 38 bonus episodes all exclusive on patreon.com slash kind of funny of all the shows and personalities you love however if you got no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games of course if you're watching live you get ads but you have a very special job you need to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday if you're getting ready to buy some video games use that epic creator code kind of funny on the epic game store or fortnite rocket league wherever you can insert it just put on random sites see what happens i don't know when they expire like you know what i mean like who's sponsoring us today 
Okay, is like Brooklinen still like a thing that's working? Who knows? You don't know, so you put kind of funny in. You got to yeah, find out. You know, it's a holiday. You ever do that? You ever like go cold shopping on an online store and you get to that place where it's like you know insert coupon code, and then you just you just start typing in random shit. I don't have to because I have a service named Honey that also didn't sponsor this episode, oh, but has sponsored us before. And Honey do. is great and saves me a lot of money. And I use it each and every time. I digress. Housekeeping for you. As we've called out, yes, there is a new kind of funny podcast live right now. It is a trip. It is a time traveling trip. Uh, it is two episodes, maybe three and one, if you will. But Okay. That you, makes sense because I, lo- I looked at the, the YouTube video, right? It's in my subscriptions yeah. feed. Yeah. And I see the thumbnail. I don't know, I'm, sc- I'm scrolling through it right now because it's a thumbnail of you photoshopped as santa claus that's right and i believe it, it's you it's you recapping the santa claus that's movies correct. yeah even though i assume you haven't seen them in over 20 years 28 years yeah and seen them 28 years there, as yeah. somebody who was here yesterday in the studio yeah. i was like well, isn't cliff blazinski on this episode wasn't this the episode featuring cliff Blizinski? so we do a full-blown interview with cliff about his book we talked to him about everything going on with control freak and we started that in the beginning that was going to be the i'm sorry we, that's how we started filming knowing that we were going to do a bookend of the front and back of the podcast mm-hmm. with some banter and stuff in there uh but when we end the interview with cliff we got a question from the chat that then escalated into me getting a little greg about it right and then it was me making big claims that i could recap all of the santa claus even though i haven't seen it in 28 years (laughs) and then tim called my bluff and so at the end of the episode we actually start the episode and time travel back and then start the episode with the energy we ended the episode on so it's a journey. Someone, I encourage someone you all. commented it's the memento of podcasts. Well, in the thing, I'm I very much call out at the end that this is very much memento and re, it's a whole thing. Go watch. Now, there's mo- there's multiple Santa Claus movies. Yeah, we just re- did number one. Just the, okay, just the this first is all one. covered in the thing, and there's no future spoilers. We're trying to get uh, Santa Claus in review off the ground. And are you aware of the Santa Clauses? Yeah, the new show on. Yeah, I did not. I did not know this is a thing until I typed in the Santa Claus to confirm yeah. that there is more than one movie. 100. percent A mi- TV miniseries. We're on our way to. We're on the way. I think again, if you all go and watch this episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast, do me a solid. Go in the comments and say, "Tim, comma, we got to have Santa Claus in review." Period. Send. There you go. Don't. It's literally coming out right now. Like this. We're in I'm the aware. Mi- we're mid season. I know. How did I miss this? What the fuck? And Tim Allen's still in it. Of course he is. What's the What's Tim Allen got to do better? You know what I mean? This is Disney I just, Plus. I right? didn't know he was still in the game. Is it Disney Plus? I don't know. Is it? Disney? Yeah, it's Disney Plus. So of course wow. they're, throwing, they're They got a shotgun full of money. They're just shooting wow. people. Doesn't matter. I, I digress. Uh, if that wasn't enough, maybe kindoffunny.com isn't usually, or no, youtube.com slash kindoffunny isn't your stuff and you like games content more. I got great news for you. Dead Space creator and Striking Distance Studio lead Glenn Schofield is coming to stream Callisto Protocol with us on Twitch and YouTube this Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you can come for me and Mike trying to survive the nightmare and stay for our gruesome in-game deaths in this sponsored stream. We're very excited. I haven't sat down with Glenn, I think, since up at noon Modern War Call of Duty. One of the Call of Duties he was doing mm-hmm. at Sledgehammer and stuff. So I'm super uh, excited Hello. to spend a few hours with him here uh, talking about this gameplay in this game because obviously I'm very excited as a Dead Space fan. But I digress and we'll see this Friday, 11 a.m. 11, 11, 11, 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 likes waffles a lot. Lego waffles. She does. Pacific time. Twitch, YouTube. Later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You know what's up. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mindtel, Eric Velasquez, uh, Scotty Wyatt, uh, Alex Greedle, Al Tribesman. Wouldn't it, Barrett? I can't do the predator noise. 
Uh, Jason L, uh, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Mick at Denanobiologist Abramson, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Gregg and Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Chime, Shady Rays, and Mint Mobile, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Until we fix the other fog machine, we just got to stop because it looks sad. I mean, it worked a little bit yesterday. That was the it did it on podcast, and that was the thing. Everybody's like, that's, that's weird. Sad. It that's worked sad. on next gen. That's weird. We got to work for that one. Patreon.com slash kind of funny coming up. What is December is when you're published? Uh, uh, December, yeah, yeah. yeah, this Saturday. I'm very excited for that one. Why well, you know that? Well, well, why? Do you know what it's about? I'm a big next gen podcast fan. And then, yeah, you guys oh. did the weird robot burgers. And so I want to know about that. Even though I heard that Barrett besmirched me, all right? When we drove by and we're having a serious conversation, he's the one that noticed the Shake Shack. <laughs> we're like, whoa, 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 Stop the whole thing for it. Well, let me tell you. I this, remember it differently, Greg. This episode of the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast is worth a dollar yeah. or however much it costs to listen to it. Well, but, I mean, when you net it out, the fact that you're getting 38 episodes exclusively throughout, and we, we're charging you $25 a month, not to mention all the ad-free viewing, it's actually less than a dollar, so there you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's, 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 worth, it's worth a dollar, but also... If you're an audio listener, just just watch it on video. I think the video experience is gonna be gonna be worth it for this one. It would do. A, should I ruin it, Bear? Should I ruin the, the main thing? No, it just uh, it's a follow up to a, an earlier episode of the Next Gen Podcast where Blessing discovered burgers that were created by robots, and that's all. I'll leave it at. Perfect. Fair enough. Number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, Troy Baker wants to direct or star in a Daredevil game. This is Josh Colson at the Gamer. There are a lot of superhero games in development right now, many of which we still know very little about, and perhaps even a few we haven't even heard about at all. I'll stop you right there, Josh. That is, yes, I guarantee there are dozens of superhero games that we have not heard about, everybody. Perhaps a few. (laughs) Perhaps a few. Maybe Marvel's still making games. Maybe DC is noodling a game. (laughs) They'll figure it out, possibly. You know, somebody's doing something. There might be a few they're working on. Troy Baker is hopeful. One of the latter is a Daredevil game. Recently speaking of his love for the Marvel character and his desire to either star in or direct a game in which he's the star. I got that right. Uh, Speaking at the Milan Games Week via IGN, Baker revealed he's had the chance to speak to Daredevil actor Charlie Cox and relay his love to him for how he portrayed the Marvel hero. During that, he spoke about wanting to do the same for the character in the video game world. Quote, I want to either A, play Matt Murdock in a game, or I want to direct the game, Baker said. The reason why we play game the reason why we play games is because that character can do something I can't, uh, Baker went on to say. Uh, that is what really intrigues me about making that game. And it would be a big challenge for me as an actor to be able to play someone who is not who is not cited, end quote. Baker adds that his other comic book love is Batman, someone he's voiced in multiple games, including Lego Batman 2 and Telltale's own rendition. As for Baker's dream of either voicing Daredevil or directing a Daredevil game, the success of multiple upcoming Marvel games might dictate that. Midnight Suns launches next week. Insomniac has Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine coming next year. I don't think Wolverine's confirmed for next year. And EA is working on an Iron Man game uh, and Black Panther. Uh, There is also a Captain America and Black Panther team-up game set in World War II in the works at Amy Hedding's studio Skydance. Oh, that's right. That was my my bad, actually. No, no, you got that right, because there's also a Black Panther game from EA. It's going to be the open world one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. um, oh, what is this? Is this Sifu with a Daredevil skin? Yeah, mod on PC. You know, this is what? awesome. Mods fucking suck because they're on PC, but well, this is awesome. You know, this is you dope see the stray mod where they're playing as Garfield? 
No, that's not true. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I'll fight it because it, it looks. It looks. Yeah, incredible. I want to see Stray it, as Garfield. Let me, let me tell you, it turns a three out of five game to a strong four out of five. <laughs> Damn, look at that! I love to see that. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this? Would you want a dare? Let's start there. Do you want a Daredevil game? Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, that's the, that was the main thing that stuck out to me while reading through this news story is yeah. the, the question of Oh my God! Why have we is. see? Look at him. Look how cute. Lasagna. He hates Mondays. Absolutely hates Mondays. Uh, the question that came to mind as I was reading through this news story was, why haven't we gotten a Daredevil game? At least a prominent Daredevil game. I'm, I'm sure we've gotten Daredevil games in the past, but none of them have been what we consider like modern AAA on the level of something like Spider-Man or Batman or For pretty sure. much any you know big superhero game that's that's come out in the last 10 years. Right? We've not gotten a Daredevil game on that AAA top-tier level. And my question is why? Because I feel like Daredevil is the most fitting, right, for a video game. It is, hey, this dude is ground level, right? Like, he, he, he's not Superman. He's not fucking, like, punching people it across the city. It solves the power the balance problem so many games do fall into. Oh, you're yeah. a Superman game, so you're invulnerable? No, well, there's a fog or whatever. Yeah, there's all these things you have to go in and make concessions to do, whereas Daredevil being so Batman-like in terms of, like, when I think of Daredevil combat, right, like, I'm not thinking of the visuals, which I think you could do a lot of cool shit with, but I'm thinking something like Arkham, right? Like, Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah. It's that simple reverse brawl people are surrounding you how do you do it? i mean it's the or fact that sifu. it's the fact that like uh barrett was showing the <laughs> barrett was showing the sifu gameplay yeah. and yeah that looked like daredevil right when yeah. he's going through the hallway it's like yeah that could be a daredevil game uh i think that you mentioned interesting things you do with the visuals i think in the ways that video games work and mechanics that we've already gotten in so many video games sure. there are things that you can do there that i think could be interesting whether it is you know a special ability that is like uh an echolocation scan or something like that that'll give daredevil like you know, boosted abilities or whatever that may be. I think there's things you can do there that would be awesome. And then when you're talking about Marvel games and their strategy right now of, hey, let's look at developers that are doing incredible work and give them IP that fit for what they're doing, right? Hey, let's let's look at Insomniac and say, hey, you know, they, these guys do great when it comes to traversal and locomotion in their games. Sure. And also they know how to make a fun open world action game. Yeah, give them Spider-Man because that fits with Spider-Man. Hey, look at um, uh, Idols Montreal. They know how to make a good story in the game. They seem like they can, uh, uh, like they have a good head on their shoulders, right? Give them Guardians of the Galaxy to work with, right? Yeah. And the list goes on. Uh, you know, the games that they're making with EA, the games that they're making with Amy Hennig Studio. When are we going to get a Daredevil, Daredevil game? Because I feel like it's inevitable. What's interesting about it is why haven't you say why haven't we gotten a Daredevil game? And I. My rationale, at least in the past, would have been, I think, that he's not that. We love him. I'm, I'd be excited to play a Daredevil game. I think everything we just pitched with, and I guess now. But let's go back a few years, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's the same reason he was on Netflix and not in the MCU, or the MCU didn't have great plans for him at the time, or it didn't seem like he was going to cross over, right? It's because he was too street level. Because it is that idea of Batman, or I'm sorry, Spider-Man, right? Where they keep trying to ground Spider-Man in the MCU, right? Of make him the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And I wonder how big, before all this, Daredevil's power and reach was. You know what I mean? When you're, start, when you're talking about making video games, right, as Marvel games, I think you want to come out and you want to have your big hitters deliver. You want to come out and have Spider-Man, right? You know, move units. Obviously, you know now Wolverine will. Um, you can get into something like Ultimate Alliance that already had a fan base and people knew what that meant and were excited for a third one. Now I think is the time where they can get a bit more weird and people are, okay, cool. I've already got my Spider-Man. I'm already getting another Spider-Man. You've already done this. Let's get Midnight Suns and let's see what, you know, an XCOM-like uh, Marvel game would be like. Uh, let's do something like Marvel Snap that should appeal to somebody who it doesn't necessarily just play mobile games, you know, because they've done a bunch of mobile games in the past. You would hope that now that Marvel Games has been running, right, 
and Barry, give me a fact check on this. I always, we always talk about the story. When did Age of Ultron come out? Because that's the one where we they Ooh. launched Marvel games. Age of Ultron was 2015. So we're coming up on nearly. I'm being playing fast and loose a bit, but we're coming up what a, nearly a decade on what's going on uh, with Marvel games. And I think at that point they've established who they are, what they are. They've given you games like Guardians that you know. I remember when they announced the original Guardians film. You're like who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And those movies were so good, right, from James Gunn that they were able to establish this and make them big hitters in the MCU, which then opens the door for them to get, hey, let's get you a game. And so right now with the rise of Daredevil in both the movies and Disney Plus and then his own show, Born Again, coming back, right, I think you see that groundswell that you could get out there and do it. But what I think is interesting, again, is that I would love to see, and I know it's turnkey and I know we just saw it, but I would love to see something in its what we're kind of seeing with the whole uh, for access and uh, Midnight Suns, right? And mm. but hey, we're gonna go to uh, the seafood developers whose names escape me right now. Who is it? Oh, uh, I'll look it up. Doesn't matter. Oh, it does. But you know, uh, but we're gonna go to them and we're gonna give them a Daredevil game, right? That is going to be their next thing. We love slow their, clap, slow clap. Thank you very much. Uh, we love their fighting engine. We'd love to see what that could be. And like, we're gonna go do this. And then where you get into is one of my drawbacks. I think with Midnight Suns of like, okay, cool, like. Yeah, I've done my preview. You can catch it last week on the show, but it's that thing of like, okay, like the gameplay card stuff's cool, but the stuff surrounding it, I don't think you nailed because that's not really what Fur Access does. And so then for Slow Clap and Daredevil, it would be the same thing of like, cool, but how much story are we trying to infuse in this, right? Is it going to be something like not Slow Clap or Marvel, but John Wick Hex that wasn't like also trying to tell you this this giant John Wick story around it? It was like, John Wick's here to, you know, fucking do gung fu and uh, gun fu and get over there and do the thing. Yeah. And I think that's the experiment of trying to find the right developer. And also how much how much input does Marvel games have uh, with it? Because I could a lot. I could see it right in both ways of, hey, let's go to Fraxis. Hey, we want to give you this Marvel IP to work with, right? Make a Midnight Suns game for us. But if you're gonna do this, we want to have these characters represented. We want to have these story threads and these characters in Iraq and Fraxis going all right, we'll try to figure it out. And in your case, right, not really enjoying the way the direction in which they take it. I think if you did that with Slow Clap, it would be a similar thing of, hey, yeah, Slow Clap, we want we want you to give you we want to give you Daredevil because we know you make quality work. We know you can make a fighting system that is awesome, and we think that would fit for Daredevil. But also, we want you to give them a story and make it fit within like your own secluded universe and make it this bigger thing. I think if you force that on Slow Clap, I don't think that ends up well because yeah. Slow Clap just hasn't had a story of that ilk in any of their games and that's not where they where they succeed right like they succeed and not that they couldn't succeed there but that's not where people have looked to their games so where their strengths are yeah like their strength is in making a really great combat system and a game that looks really good and has a fantastic art style right and really interesting systems i think if you approach slow clap with a daredevil you would have to go hey here's daredevil make your own and not like don't worry about you know trying to to punch above your weight don't worry about trying to make an incredible story do that if you want to but just focus on what makes a slow clap game a slow clap. I even clap feel like with that, right, there's ways around it where it's like, okay, cool, you bring in a talented Marvel writer, right, mm -hmm. somebody who's done this before, who's written for Daredevil before, and have them craft a story that you're then telling through animated uh, uh, panels, right? Like, it doesn't have to be... Like Mirror's Edge style? Yeah, yeah, you mm -hmm. know, something like that, where it's like, you, those are the cutscenes in between. But again, this is why I don't make games, because I'm very basic on what I think yeah. about. And I don't think that would require hiring up to some some extent, right? Oh, hey, for sure. Yeah, we want to develop cutscenes, we want to do this, and I know um, Sifu has cutscenes, but you know what I mean. If you played Sifu, that game doesn't go crazy with uh, in story in the way that you kind of want a Daredevil thing to do. I want and okay. so, yeah, you would have to push that boundary or figure and hire on people to actually make that happen, which could be a solution. Or you could also go to a different developer that might have all the strengths 
the ab- of the above, right? That maybe could make a Daredevil game that you want as Marvel game. Now, what's interesting, I saw it go through in the chat, and I don't have your full username, but I think it was SLCS uh, went through there and said, "But how do you make a Daredevil game? Like, he, like you know, he can't he can't see anything." And I think they might have been making a joke, but I do think it's an interesting, not argument, but commentary of what would you want that game to look like. You know what I mean? Because like my first thought is, and this is just me spitballing. We're in the brainstorm tree room right now, right? We're in there, you and me. We're at Marvel Games. Bill Roseman is like, guys, we can't crack the code. You guys have to. We're gonna here's a, here's a sandwich. And we need, he leaves. I would want to start from here. I lo- loved in the Netflix series when we would go into Matt Murdock's head and get to see how it was and see what's out there. I think it could be a cool thing of, and I don't not the entire game, right? Because I don't know if that maybe it would be interesting, but just, I'm I'm starting with a fight. We're in a fight, blessing. All right. Yeah. We're in the room. There are multiple goons coming at us, henchmen. You know what I mean? Again, the argument from She-Hulk. Great. You got to go watch it. Uh, but we're we're Daredevil. It's third person. We're there fighting, right? But I would think that instead of it being a full fleshed out like you know all the colors of the rainbow, it is that red view, right? It is kind of that detective vision, right? Where it's kind of we're getting it, and so we're seeing people's heartbeats and their bodies as they come at us. We're we're doing the echolocation, right? But I think. It'd be cool and to toy with this, right? Of when you get in there and you take damage, you're getting distracted, right? So I think your your cone of vision or whatever should shrink. I'm thinking it's like 360 mm-hmm. radius of what you can see in the room, right? And you can both, I would say, probably as you play the game and it, it, you level up, you can expand the vision outright. But when you take damage, it starts to contract. So suddenly it is like you're you got to focus on the one guy rather than the room full of guys, and you're trying to balance out what that is, right? And as you then link together combos or you know hits together you can start to rebuild it up and then there's some kind of overpower move that you hit and like shows yeah. you everything the entire environment and like maybe things to fuck around with and use and do all sorts of stuff with that you explaining it with the sunglasses on is perfect by the way thank just you just so you know it was all planned whoa <laughs> matt murdoch yeah i mean i think i think something like that would be awesome right like the way i envisioned it would be a hey yeah like it's a regular third person action game but it is there's a special ability where you go into whatever cool name you give it as whatever developer, right? Echo mode or whatever it is, sure, where sure, it sure. is, you know, the it, devil's eye, the devil's eye, right? Where actually that's really cool yeah. where like, you know, it drowns out everything in, let's say like a red contrast color and yeah. you are now like enemies move and you see kind of like a ping of their location and you get like one hit kills or something like that. Sure. I think there are ways you can trans- translate that, uh, that could translate Daredevil's abilities that could be cool in a variety of ways. Uh, that would be fun to approach, I think, as a video game developer. I think the question is, you know, who would be the developer for it? You know, who would be great at making it? And like, <laughs> to, like who plays Daredevil? Because I think Troy Baker mentioning that he would like to uh, direct or star in a Daredevil game I think that's awesome. I think that's admirable. I love Troy, uh, Troy Baker. I think I would like to see somebody else do sure. at least star in it, right? I think it'd be fun to see him work I, on it. I, honestly, that's for me the other takeaway from it. Like, first off, remember, of course, that like he's at Milan Comic Con, right? So this is a question from the crowd. I don't think Troy's really out there stumping to yeah. be Daredevil. So I know people are like, oh, he's in everything already, blah, blah, blah. Troy's amazing. A friend of the show, obviously. He's done more for kind of funny than most. Uh, we love him. It's, yeah, okay, cool. If Troy's gonna be Daredevil, that's fucking awesome and rad. I'm way more interested to see him, Troy direct. Yeah. And, and not because I'm do- over Troy, just because Troy Baker, inarguably, is one of the best voice actors working. That's the reason he gets cast and everything. That's the reason why he's in so many iconic roles, right? To see him take that and then put that from the other direction to help other people find that, to get into rhythm, to try to direct a scene, to try to, you know, we're talking about how would a Daredevil story play out and stuff. That'd be really fascinating. That'd be really cool. 1,000%. Yeah. Somebody needs to make it. Whether it's Troy Baker, whether it's Slow Clap, whether it's whoever, I think somebody needs to make a Daredevil game. And, you know, to our point of why haven't we seen it yet and could we see it in the, in the future, talking about all the ways in which we've seen Daredevil uh, in 
uh, in the in the MCU lately, yeah. right? I think they are building up Daredevil to be a mainstay, somebody who is like oh, one sure. of the main characters of the MCU right now, I believe. Uh, and in the way that, yeah, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU. They became popularized, and now, hey, here's a Gar Guardians of the Galaxy game. And the way that, I mean, Spider-Man's always been popular, so we've always gotten Spider-Man games. Yeah. I think uh, that's a good measurement to see or, or to predict like what are the marvel games we're going to get right black panther is another example of a character sure. who's become more popular since being in the mcu and now we're getting two separate black panther games seemingly yeah uh i think once we start to see we're actually in the middle of seeing daredevil appear in different things once we get daredevil born again and once that blows up Oh, for sure. I think Daredevil's on the top of the list for what you'd give a, a, a video game. Corey Martin says, uh, yeah, Corey, uh, it would be super cool to play as Daredevil in order to help your cases as Matt Murdock. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I hadn't thought about, yeah, the other side of the coin of being Matt Murdock, you know, whatever. He's become like Phoenix, Phoenix right? right? Yeah. Objection! <laughs> <laughs> that actually, why the fuck isn't that happening? That's another that easy win right there. Make a mobile game of that. Make Matt Murdock attorney at law, and it's just that, and then occasionally some Daredevil shit, but like. That's I don't even control that. I'm just investigating. I'm just doing the different things. A Daredevil video game story would be awesome. Give it to me. I'm very excited for Charlie Cox to be back in the suit. Same here, man. You know, I saw it today on TikTok. Maybe last night on TikTok. Somebody it was one of the scenes from the season with the Punisher, and I was like, you know what? This is the one I dropped out on. Oh really? Yeah. I, I, oh, Wait, did you ever I, see season three? I did. Oh yeah. Okay. That was my thing. Is I loved Daredevil season one. Season two, I got into. I was like, ah, and I kind of I dropped off. I didn't watch. I watched a little bit of Defenders. I was like, ah, yeah. I'm good on this. And then when season three dropped with Bullseye, yeah, I was all about that. Oh my god, I I watched pretty much all of the Netflix Marvel stuff except for Luke Cage season two. I should I should go back and watch it just to finish it off. But like, I was so so bummed out by Defenders because like I was one of the I was one of the very few people that tolerated Iron Fist. Oh, <laughs> I, fin no, I finished no. Iron Fist season one, and I was like. I don't know, man. It's no. fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Season two was better with Iron Fist. But like, I got to Defenders and I was like, all right, here we go. It's going to be the Avengers moment. And Defenders fucking sucked. I was so upset with Defenders. Yeah. But then, you know, they brought back Daredevil, Daredevil season three and that was fantastic. Yeah. And I also enjoyed uh, Punisher season one and two. Like, I want to also a Punisher game would be awesome. That mm. I feel like is more further off because I don't but know I mean, if the like, MCU is going to bring it. It was the PS2 or the PS3 one PS2. that actually fucking crushed it. It was like, yeah. you're shoving guys in wood chippers and shit. You're like, ah, that was the first time I heard about Probably Punisher. definitive Punisher game, right? You <laughs> <laughs> can't really do better. Just remaster that one. Yeah. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, there are no immediate plans for a new burnout. This is Stephen T. Wright at GameSpot.com. Uh, what do you think? I love the the initial and a, and a good author name. Oh, Matt T. Kim. You know what I mean? Stephen T. Wright. Yeah. Maybe I should start putting a T in my name. It's not my middle name. But I was like, going to say. Yeah, <laughs> but Greg, Gregory T. Miller sounds great. Sounds like Gregory I don't know Miller. if it rolls off the tongue. That, that, goes, that goes well. Blessing T. Adioya. I don't like yeah, that. I don't, I I like but player. your name is good enough. Blessing Adioya. You don't need anything. You don't need to put any sauce on that. It can be better. No. It's Wonder Woman. This is what... 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bring it up. <laughs> Don't even bring it up. Everything. We're done. DCU now. DCU now. James is going to save everything. Uh, after several years of inactivity, the Need for Speed series is set to return very soon with a new game called Unbound. However, there's one high-profile racing franchise that apparently won't be roaring back to life anytime soon. Burnout. In a, recent, in a recent interview with Eurogamer, Unbound developer Criterion Games confirmed that it's not currently working on a Burnout reboot and that it's unlikely to in the near future. Uh, the creative director told Eurogamer that Burnout and Need for Speed are the two franchises that the studio is, has the most passion for. 
He also said that working on such a project would be really fun. Uh, though the studio first became famous for its burnout series in the early 2000s, Criterion has now worked on the Need for Speed franchise for longer than it did on the racing series that made it famous. The last core entry in the series, Burnout Paradise, came out in 2009 to wide acclaim. Need for Speed Unbound, the first entry in the series, in three years, releases December 2nd. Make another burnout. I don't. I don't understand this. I appreciated the deep <laughs> inhale of like this is going to be a very poignant comment. Just yeah, make another burnout. Make another fucking burnout. It's fantastic. We've gotten a million Need for Speed games in the last however many decades at this yeah. point. We've gotten what three, uh, three and some change burnouts, right? Because we had, or actually, uh, I ignored the first two burnouts. We've gotten a handful of burnout games, is what I'm saying. Not Remember enough. When they did them. the one that was like slot cars, it was like real small. That was like yeah, I think back. was that. They were like we're gonna we're, we didn't. It's not Crash Mode, but it's pretty much Crash. Yeah, mode, it was Burnout right? Crash yeah, as yeah. well for the PS3. It was like a smaller PS3 yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. But like we got Burnout Three Takedown. That was a fucking masterpiece of a PS2 game. We got Burnout Revenge, which was great as well. We got Burnout Paradise. That was fantastic as well. Burnout. Didn't miss. Burnout did nothing wrong, <laughs> and, no, and we're not getting any more burnout. Here's for the some problem. Me, meanwhile, Need for Speed has been missing like crazy, and we keep getting Need for Speeds. And I understand IP power, sales, they sales got that ability. Movie. Remember that big movie that had Jesse in it? Uh, the movie that had Jesse from ba- Breaking Bad that nobody watched. <laughs> I would watch a burnout movie. <laughs> Here's the problem. We have another on our hands. We have another Punisher PS2 situation uh-huh. where Burnout Paradise was just perfect. So it was like, all right, well, we've done it. How do we come back? How do we do this? And again? they remastered it, I guess. So, yeah. They, well, they <laughs> they're like, I feel like they've done, done that. Do. Haven't they already done that? Has yeah. They, yeah they remastered it for a PS4. Yeah, right. And I played it again for PS4. Uh, Burnout Paradise is one of the games that I've, I've bought or acquired somehow, like, multiple, multiple times. Acquired. Acqui- acquired. Illegally acquired. Okay, this yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. is an alleged situation. Yeah, yeah. I had, And it was, I want to say Burnout Paradise was maybe the first digital game I ever bought. Because I remember okay. getting my PS3, and I was such a Burnout fan, and I was like, Oh man, there's a new burnout. I gotta get this. And for some reason, instead of buying a physical, I think I bought it digital. Maybe it was on sale or something. But like, I got it then. It came to Xbox. I I got it then. I think through Xbox Game Pass or something like that. It came to PlayStation. I got it again. I think it came to Switch and I got it there too. Yeah. I've gotten Burnout Paradise so many times, and I've played it each time because that game fucking rules. Make more burnout. There's juice there. But now they're in a situation where the I remember when Burnout Paradise was coming out. Again, I was already working at IGN because I'm old. And I remember people there being like, "Ah, oh, but it should have been Crash. It should have been Takedown or whatever the mo- you know the mode was in the Burnout before. I'm not a racing game guy. Yeah. I like Paradise. I played Paradise. Love the Ecto One they put in there eventually in the DeLorean. Um, but it was that thing of even then, people liked Paradise, but it wasn't giving them exactly what they wanted. And I feel like yeah. that's the problem now. If you you're the, you're the 2022 criterion where it's like none of the people not shouldn't say that most of the people there did not work on any of the Burnout games. So you're just gonna be out there chasing ghosts, right? And I'm with you, of course, that like. Need for Speed for me, again, not a racing guy, is one of those games that zooms by and I'm just like, I don't know the differences, I don't care. I know people like Forza more or whatever. And I know yeah. that there's different arguments for what they are, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it doesn't have the juice, whereas Burnout has this legacy and it's like, well, I step in and worry about the legacy, especially if you're EA, right? And you're trying to get these games out and trying to get them to sell. If there's enough juice out of the Need for Speed name, keep going that way. They, yeah. I guess experimentation isn't like the best argument for it because the experimentation loses you money inherently. But I, I think... For Need for Speed, which feels stale, right? Which feels like we've gotten so many. I know it's been maybe three years since the last Need for Speed, but even still, you look at the last generation, and it is Need for Speed Rivals, that Need for Speed Reboot, Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Payback. Most of those, I'd say, didn't hit. And I would, I would ask the question, right? Like, how much is Need for Speed 
selling really, right? Like, how much is it killing it for you? For a company, for a publisher that just bought Codemasters not that long ago, right? And you have bandwidth now in terms of your racing developers. I understand Codemasters is working on F1 and is working on other racing games. Like, just slide in a burnout in there, just just to see, just to see. Because, like, look, they're remastering Burnout Paradise for a reason, right? Like, yeah. There is at least some juice in Burnout Paradise. It went by there. Say. It's already gone. Somebody in the chat said, what about a Need for Speed Burnout as a compromise? Need for Speed colon Burnout. <sighs> Not good enough. No, I don't no. want. Like I that's get like it. that's like a uh, Ratchet Tony and Clank colon Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. no, 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 I want Jack and Daxter game. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's like a Tony Hawk colon Skate. You know. Yeah, which right. I, I know Tim is thrown out there, but it just it wouldn't work. And I think my thing is, I I, I think you could have your cake and eat it too. Where need, I'm not saying Need for Speed should go away, right? Like make more Need for Speeds in the future. But maybe you can have this ping pong back and forth of. All right, every two years or every three years, you're rotating between the two. And it is, all right, Codemasters or Criterion, because Criterion worked on it before. Hey, Criterion, you make a burnout game while um, Codemasters makes a, a Need for Speed, right? Mm -hmm. Or like maybe it is Criterion working on both Need for Speed and Burnout every th three years and exchanging between, between the two. Because I think that helps them become less stale. And then also, they are different enough. And I think Burnout has its own stuff going for it enough to where you can make it and it doesn't really get in the way of the uh, of need for speed which i think is just associated with the street races and the attitude and like you know i got need for speed unbound uh downloaded right now and i'm excited to, uh, to to try it out whereas burnout really is the chaos burnout is hey literally smash these cars into walls and take them out so you can gain boost and fucking like sp speed like crazy yeah you know I, there's such a different feel to to burnout uh that i think it could work and also i, I believe it was codemasters that made um onrush and Onrush is like the most burnout feeling game that I've played in the last five years. That was like another like high speed cars are crashing, like doing all this stuff. I think Codemasters probably would have a blast making a burnout. That's my pitch. Also, someone earlier in the chat named Jordan underscore idiot said Burnout 3 was the last good one. Sorry, folks, but it's true. I guess there's a reason why idiot is in your uh, username. Damn. 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 Got him. Damn. You know what game Burnout we all 3 was the best supported? One, you know what game we should have supported and this would be nobody would care? The Connor crew. Finisher? Remember the crew? I remember. Let's the drive crew. across the United States. Should uh, we have supported the crew? Idea. <laughs> no, we really shouldn't. Have. And I was like, the, I remember, I was like, you got something here. I enjoy the uh, the idea. I played at E3 for a demo. I'm like, that's interesting. Maybe I'll play it. I didn't play it. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe the next time around. And like, here's the crew too. But this time you got planes and boats and shit. I'm like, oh no, sorry, I'm gone. I don't want this at all. Well, wasn't there a Need for Speed game that had a similar concept of driving across the country or some shit? Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Imagine if video games either went back in time and started earlier or movies went forward in time and started later and mm -hmm. if you because if you could do like a cannonball run or smoking the bandit game like that'd be that <laughs> not now nobody knows what those fucking ips are they'd be like burt reynolds who the fuck are you talking about dom DeLuise. they don't know the fucking acting chops of one dom DeLuise. but if you somehow we lined up the timelines fuck that'd be great yeah, man if i could get like a, a modern space gm one game right now Developed by uh, now. When you say that, do you want to play through the story of Space Jam, or yes. do you want to play basketball with <laughs> Looney Tunes? I'll play as Michael Jordan and like get into like beat em up segments <laughs> with the fucking um, monsters, <laughs> and then maybe maybe like occasionally play a game of basketball. Okay, only occasionally. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, what if it was? Uh, let me sell you on this idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you just said, but it's like a Tamagotchi where you play the basketball on a phone app, <laughs> and then that sends back. So you can play Space Jam wherever you want. You can play it on your console, or you're doing the, the beat-em-up with the monster. 
cars, or you're playing them in basketball on your phone. Wait, wait, why is it a Tamagotchi? I, I want, I, you know, everyone wants to like a cross IP kind of thing. Right, I want, right, I want it to link up and go. It's transferring. You know, it's me and Kojima. We've been working. I got a on Steam Deck, so I'm Listen, like, I had a I'm great idea. I had a great idea for a Daredevil game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best for a modern Space Jam game. Anyways, I digress. <clears throat> Number three, PlayStation could get Call of Duty for the next 10 years. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. Microsoft's attempt to acquire Activision Blizzard has faced a good amount of scrutiny and pressure from regulators and lawmakers. And to help get the deal done, Microsoft could make some concessions. According to Reuters, one such concession would be a lengthy licensing deal for PlayStation. Citing a source, the report said that Microsoft's main remedy to regulators at the European Commissioner Commission uh, would be for a 10-year licensing deal with Sony. Uh, that's all the report had to offer on the matter, but presumably this pertains to Call of du- the Call of Duty series that Sony has caused a stir about over exclusivity. The New York Times reported that on November 11th, Microsoft offered Sony a 10-year deal for Call of Duty on PlayStation. Microsoft offering up a concession like this could help the deal get over the line, uh, Stephanie Donnett, a partner at uh, McDermott, Will, and Emery, told Reuters. It might also... It might not be enough, given the scope of the deal and to the extent of concerns from regulators, not just about a Call of Duty, but other elements. The European Commission will publish its decision by April 11th, and it's just one regulatory body that needs to approve the deal or not. A spokesperson for Microsoft told Reuters that the company continues to be committed to launching Call of Duty games on the same day on Xbox and PlayStation consoles. Quote, we want people to have more access to games, not less, the Microsoft spokesperson said. Fear in the air blessing. Of course, yesterday we talked about the fact, right, that the FTC is looking like they might file a lawsuit to try to stop this uh, and see what's up. And this is the way around that, right, where we've talked about this before for what feels like months and months and months at this point. But, you know, Phil coming out and giving off these big letters and saying what their vision is and mentioning PlayStation, they're mentioning Call of Duty on there. Like, it's fine to say that. It's, you know, it's great that they right now have the best intentions in mind. Mm -hmm. But until it's in writing, until it's a contract, until it's got actual legal teeth behind it i think it's just words because you could go back on it whenever you wanted to yeah i think the further along we get we uh, go on with this the more heated it gets just in terms of like the statements that get made and like the arguments that you have to make and also the deals that might be trying to trying to happen uh, behind closed doors because it is now this race to like figure out what's going to happen with call of duty if i had to guess right it seems based on the latest reports right both the one from yesterday and, re- and reading through this i think this is just going to end with a deal right i think it is going to be call of duty is going to be on playstation for what the next 10 to 15 years is like a, de- a deal and like i think i i think that's gonna be a, a thing that playstation is gonna have to accept right of like hey this deal is gonna happen how long can we keep call of duty for uh for our audience that gives us enough time to figure out what we're gonna do once it's gone Perfect. right and i think 10 to 15 years is enough time right as a company that owns bungie as a company that like has relationships with other other publishers and other developers, right? There are ways to fill in that gap. I know Call of Duty makes a shit ton of money, right? Some of the most money in the video games industry. But I think this is gonna have to be like one of those salty goodbyes of being like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, you know, hey, when we when they we did our best. Know, redefine the first person genre with a new kill zone IP. You know what I mean? That's when they could really turn this around. That honestly, like not not <laughs> this sounds like I'm about to be like, yeah, bring back kill zone. No. But like yeah, like you have ten years is enough time to figure out how to foster a new first-person shooter franchise on PlayStation, and I think that's what you're gonna have to do, right? Like, PlayStation has in the last uh, decade has done a really good job of figuring out how to fill in the void of 
big budget single player third person action games because for the longest time the, there was a conversation around are they dying single players are single player games are done like single player games are dying they're not as profitable as these multiplayer games these ongoing games ea canceling visceral game star wars because it's single player <laughs> right that being one of the bullet points in their in their in their reasoning uh playstation game through and we're like hey there's this gap here Let's focus in on this gap. Let's put out more Last of Us's. Let's put out more uh, Ghost of Shima's. Let's put out more Spider-Man's. And let's really go hard with the first, uh, with the uh, single-player narrative. Let's make this our identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's like make this our identity. Now you're at risk of uh, having, you know, th- this big gap of first-person shooters, right? Competitive shooters. It looks like you're gonna have to do that again, right? Like do that again with fir- with first person shooters. I know it's not easy. I know no. that's a big investment. But now you got Bungie, right? Yeah, you do have somebody there. And again, we talk about them ta- having Bungie. Uh, these games as a service, going in and doing it. Like think about it. Like you know, we keep talking about uh, factions and what we want from factions, and you know, what, you know, the Last of Us multiplayer game from Naughty Dog, right? Take the excitement and mystery around that, and be like, all right, cool. PlayStation is launching a free to play first person shooter uh franchise online you know war zone kind of thing that is run by a sony first party that is going to get mm-hmm. that amount of backing that amount of support that amount of updates that amount of it because it's like when playstation wants to flex this muscle and be behind something they're behind it and when they you know shy away from something like they put out the vita they put out you know the reaction so far to playstation vr2 we'll see what that mm-hmm. nets out to be move right playstation stars playstation <laughs> stars don't get me started right but like this is this isn't this is the wheelhouse. This isn't even in it. This is the wheelhouse. Yeah. We, we make video games. We have talented studios. We know fucking people who are like, we're not going to say all of a sudden like, oh, we don't want to make games anymore. So it's like, or no, let's get behind that. Let's get a talented team in there. Let's see what somebody could do with that love and attention. You have 10 to 15 years to build it. Yeah. And, you are, and you're already working on seemingly at least 10 to 12 uh, games as a service games, yeah. right? Like there are, they're already trying to shoot these shots and hoping that they hit, right? And I think... I imagine that some of those are going to hit. I imagine we're going to get some games and service games from PlayStation that are going to be fantastic, and maybe some of them grow into something that is comparable to Call of Duty size, right? Or, or at least something that's big, right? And that's the hope, and that can help fill in that that void. And I think that turns out well for you in, in the end. But yeah, I think you're going to have to say goodbye to Call of Duty at some point, and this may be it. Also, make more um, uh, Western RPGs, PlayStation. Like, make one in-house, because you're missing out on those two. <laughs> I mean, what about Horizon's not good enough for you? I mean, Horizon is great, but like, got him. I need, I need a fucking give me Most like. The Sushima is not good enough for you. Wow, it's not a Western RPG. That's an action game. These are action games. Your name. I'm saying make like Open a Witcher RPG. or like a uh, Bethesda. Uh, Witcher technically Fallout. Action. Yeah, yeah. That's more of a Western RPG though than fucking Ghost of Tsushima. You get what I'm talking about. You understand? Right. The- Do you have skill points in Ghost? Wow. Have, yeah, but skill points are, are you, okay. First of all, XP and skill points are different things. Do you have a quest log? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you do. Let me tell you about all of the skill trees. In These are RPG elements. West. These are RPG elements. <laughs> Let me tell you about my RPG element. Patreon.com/slash kind of funny over there. You help us level up every day, like you did with the kind of funny spare bedroom that we're broadcasting from really right good. now. Thank you very much. And we still need your support each and every day. So you can go to Patreon.com/slash kind of funny, where you can support us and get each and every episode of the show ad free. You can watch us record the podcast live before anybody else gets them, so you can see the insanity like kind of funny podcast yesterday. <gasps> of course, you can get 38 bonus episodes of exclusive content each and every month uh you get your name read you can get the items and everything else and by the way there's been a lot of, hey what's the november platinum item and i was on reddit i was like shit i don't know if i do i'm a big dummy it's the christmas card we're shooting our christmas card today and then that would be obviously mailed out in december so that's what it is the kind of funny christmas card i digress patreon.com slash kind of funny keeps the mics and lights on but you're not there right now so here's a word from our sponsor 
Shout out to Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM while saving tons on phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I've had my mom using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I have to say, now is the perfect time to switch. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. Or if you need a new device for a limited time, get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. For a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash kinda funny. That's mintmobile.com slash kinda funny. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash kind of funny. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? I don't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs at 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest Black Friday sale ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. If you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else, no need to worry. Avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns. You will either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. Act now for the best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. And we're back, everybody. Here's here's the thing, Greg. Drippler. Here's the thing, Leslie. Greg. Yeah, what's up? I know video game genres have become kind of dumb, yep. right? Because everything is everything. Yep. Everything's an RPG. Yada yada yada. Some people in chat were getting mad at me because I was because I implied that Horizon is an uh, what was that? You're gatekeeping. Okay, first of all, I'm not gatekeeping. Don't throw around these buzz terms on me. Greg, I've opened up Twitter. Sounds like he's gaslighting us right now, Barry. Sounds like he's gaslighting us right now, Greg. I know these terms. Somebody, people were getting mad because I was implying what Horizon Forbidden West. Not a Western RPG. To which I want to ask, what's, what's the difference between a Western RPG and an action RPG? And is there a difference? Because I will consider Horizon an action RPG. Whereas something like Fallout or Skyrim, I would say, is a Western RPG. RPG. Maybe there's not a difference. 
You might be splitting hairs. I am. And I see, and I, I I view it as like it's the porn thing of you know it when you see it, right? It's hard. Yeah, to find, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. when you see, it, I, you know, that's my thing. Is like, it's funny to see people arguing right now between it, right? Of it, like, I don't. I guess that's a great question. I think Horizon's the one that really straddles the line, where like I feel an action RPG is more about the action than the RPG part of it. Yeah, and I feel like Horizon action is. Not slow by any stretch of imagination, but it's not like you're smashing stuff and jumping through the sky. It's like you know, it's like you're doing crazy. It's like you say action. I think Bayonetta. So then you start bringing in. I'm thinking like action RPG, like Outriders, which of course is a shooter, but is of course mm-hmm. really in the weeds of what are you doing with your skill tree and what are you doing with your build and yada yada. yada. It's, it's very, it's very much a spectrum because like something like Spider Man, I would say is not an RPG, right? No, but like when we get in, into the the elements of it, right, like. It's open world. You have a quest log. You have skill trees, right? That points that you're allocating. But also, like, you don't have a build, right? In Horizon, I don't think you have a build in Horizon. I guess you kind of can. You do. Kind of, you do yeah. have a build. Maybe that's the difference. Because I, I, I view it as a spectrum, right? Where it's like, if Spider-Man's on the, on the side of like more action-y, Horizon, somewhere in the middle, and then like Witcher 3, somewhere on the left, right? In terms of what that looks like. But again, I could be splitting hairs here. CJ says our Western RPGs have bad stat-based combat, so there you go. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Honestly, yeah, that's the. I think that's a great way to put it. Thank you, CJ. So, so Horizon is what you're saying. How oh. dare you? How dare you? Number How four, the Roper Report. <laughs> Arma Three Studio says game footage is being used to spread fake news about the Ukraine war. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Arma 3 maker Bohemia Interactive has said it's aware of the recent circulation of videos taken from the game and falsely used as footage from real-life conflicts. The independent Czech studio uh, said the practice was being used to spread fake news, something sometimes unwittingly, and mainly about the war in Ukraine. Quote, these user-made videos have the potential to go viral and are massively shared by social media users, sometimes even by various mainstream media or official government institutions worldwide, it wrote in a blog post. While Arma 3 takes place in a fictional conflict in 2035, it offers a set of modding tools which allows uh, users to create and share custom military scenarios, weapons, vehicles, and game modes. According to Bohemia, there are currently over 20,000 Arma 3 mods available to download via the Steam Workshop. While it's flattering that Arma 3 simulates modern war conflicts in such a realistic way, we are certainly not pleased uh, that it can be mistaken for real-life combat footage and used as war propaganda. It has uh, happened in the past, but nowadays this content has gained traction in regard to the current conflict in Ukraine. We've been trying to fight against this such by flagging these videos uh, to platform providers, uh, but it's very ineffective. With every video taken down, 10 more are uploaded every day. We found the best way to tackle this is to actively cooperate with leading media outlets and fact checkers who have better reach and the capacity uh, to fight spreading fake news uh, footage effectively, end quote. Bohemia's blog post also included a list of checks uh, which can be used to help distinguish in-game videos from real-world footage. Hachi machi, you know? That fucking sucks, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy that it's like that. I mean, it's like... There's somebody I see every so often, uh, I think maybe it's a Reddit post, but I see it on TikTok, of like some person who's sending into their local news screenshots of Red Dead, like Red Dead Redemption photo mode, and they keep posting uh-huh. them thinking they're really like wherever they live or whatever. And it's like that kind of thing's funny, and you can see that, but to get into here, that's like scary, right? Where it's like you're using this stuff to manufacture fake news about the war. 1,000%, right? And I think like, you know, reading through it, it's like, oh man, that's really scary. Watching the video, they on the Arma 3 devs uploaded to their YouTube, YouTube channel like an example of what it looks like. And it is like legitimately like just game footage that is blurred a bit and like 
it, it was enough to like kind of put a, put across the idea of like oh no there's a real footage right yeah, like yeah. a tank being blown up or whatever it yeah, is yeah. uh that's terrible that sucks that people are doing this and it sucks that yeah it's being used to make propaganda that would fucking suck if somebody took kind of what kind of funny videos somehow and we're like hey like turn this into like war propaganda somehow right because like sure. we don't put it out there with that intention right but like people will take that and then use it forever uh, whatever nefarious thing they want to also impressive though from like these devs that like they made a game that could sure. be used that way sure right like the fact that Arma 3 looks good enough and, like, can convey that, very impressive. But, yeah, it fucking sucks that people are actually doing it that way. If you're more interested in more on fake news and, like, these kind of things in the fallout, there is a great episode of Hideo Kojima's Brain Structure where he talks about, remember, when the Japanese prime minister, I think it was, got shot, right? And then oh, it got circulated, yeah. uh, somebody circulated a photo on the Twitter that it was it, the Kojima's photo saying he was the shooter, and then real no news organizations picked it up. Like, he has a whole conversation about how that and Metal Gear Solid 2 predicting all this and how he didn't, you know, it's, it's good. Brain structure, a Spotify podcast. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Uh, but he did help us out of the kind of funny uh, launch of the spare bedroom. So yeah. how about Kojima? Um, number five, this is a quick one. <laughs> God, I got a little bit of a congestion. Where it's like not like I'm stuffy, but it's just enough to throw me off, you know. Uh, should you have come into work today? You yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's happening live, so it's like you know, oh, this is the thing. I wasn't yeah. having trouble over there. You okay. weren't. You weren't ready for the the super cold weather today. That's what, That's it, what is. it was. You're right. That's what it is. Mid forties. Uh, number five. December. Somebody place. from the Midwest just heard that and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> mid forties. That's a hot dude. I was you, I, going back to <laughs> Chicago for Thanksgiving. Seventies last week. Going back to Chicago for the week, it was like a nice reminder of like, oh yeah, shit, it does not get cold here, and yeah. like, it's kind of giving me like you know. Plus two warmth for being back mm. here. I'm like, this ain't that cold. Mm. Anyways, number five. December's PlayStation Plus essential games have leaked. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. December 2022's free PlayStation Plus essential games have been revealed by the user, their, their usual leaker. Uh, Deal Labs user Bill Bill Con uh, has been active. Uh, has been accurately leaking the PlayStation Plus lineups almost every month since September 2021, has revealed that they claim to be the new titles uh, for the December one. Uh, the new batch of games reportedly includes Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Biomutant alongside Divine Knockout. According to Bill Bill Kuhn, this will be available December 6th through January 3rd. Uh, shout out to Bill Bill Kuhn, a.k.a. Uh, Herman Holst, for leaking this. Uh, it's a good month. Pretty good. Mass Effect Legendary, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Biomutant's fine. I don't know what Divine Knockout is, but I saw an image of it, and it reminds me of, like, those ads you see for, uh, like, mobile games that uh, when, when you watch the ad, you're like, this isn't a real game, right? Like, you know those ones where it's like... We had it here a couple weeks ago where some game popped up, and it looked like uh, the stepsister porn thing. Oh, like, yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. It? Oh, this is Divine Knockout. Oh, yeah, Knockout. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, doesn't this look like a, like a mobile game ad? But then you actually watch the trailer, and it's like, oh, okay, this looks, this looks fine. This looks cool. Yeah, okay. Looks fun. But yeah, I'm really here for Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. But yeah, shout out to uh, Bill Bill Kuhn, a.k.a. Jim Ryan, for these leaks. Number six on the Rope Report. Do you, uh, do you think these are ever going to stop, by the way? the Leaks? The the one by, like, these leaks by Bill Bill Kuhn. Because this happens every single day, the day before they actually release what the PS Plus lineup is. And, like, certainly it's somebody that is at Sony or something, right? Well, I I think it's... I think we or talked like about it's this pinging. last time where it, it's, uh, it's something leaking on the back end of somewhere. Like it's pinging a server because they've uploaded the things yeah. somewhere yeah. and something then somebody like sees that. them. And that's why it'll never stop. Until they, they're not going to fix that. Or, they don't care. Or Does Sony it's, care? It's Corey Barlog. It's Corey Whoa. Barlog. Doing Actually, I think it's Corey. Corey's involved somehow. Don't worry about that. Uh, number six and final in the Roper Report. Xbox is selling a new hoodie. Mike! <laughs> Xbox is selling a new hoodie. Eddie at GameSpot writes, uh, the Xbox gear shop has added a new item to its catalog, and it's not something anyone might have expected. 
The store is now selling mini hoodies for your Xbox controller. That's right. This is a hoodie not for your own comfort and warmth, but for the comfort and warmth of your Xbox controller. The mini hoodie is made of 100% polyester and will fit any new Xbox controller. The hoodie also has zipper and little armholes. The mini hoodie comes in black or white and costs $25. Orders placed from the Xbox gear store should arrive between December 16th and the 20th. So shoppers uh, can be assured it'll arrive on time for the holidays. I can't think more. Barrett, give me the one. Barrett, give me the one. Barrett, give me the one. Materials. Give him the one. If you're even fucking thinking about buying this goddamn Xbox hoodie for your fucking controller, I never want to hear you complain about a price on patreon.com slash kind of funny ever fucking again. All right? We're out here busting our goddamn ass making you content every day. You can go over there for $25, get it all ad free. You can go over there and get 38 fucking episodes of exclusive content to watch or listen to. Exclusive access. You got also you're gonna for your controller. Now we're in, I'm getting Mike in here. You gotta keep it warm, Greg. I gotta get Mike in here because if he's ordered this fucking shit. Oh, you know he's ordered it. You know he's ordered it. But also, you know, you gotta keep the controller warm. You gotta keep it warm. I was actually wondering, like, uh, I, I was impressed by the 100 percent polyester, Barrett. Again, I don't think I've ever 100%. seen more of a waste of material. Uh 100 percent polyester, Barrett, than this man. I don't know, man. He's dragging him in. Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Down. Barrett, show it again. Show it again. Show it again. Show it again. Show. Did you fucking buy this? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I bought two of them. It. Ladies and gentlemen, I bought two of these already. You bought two? Yeah. They also, have a, beer. Dollars, they also have a beer koozie as well. Have you seen the beer koozies that they released last week? Oh. Barrett, can you pull up the beer koozies? Uh, can you get the beer koozies? I mean, I'm very excited about this chat. Everybody watching out there on YouTube and, of course, on Twitch. Yeah, this is exciting stuff. Like, I love... The Xbox merch store and all the cool stuff that they're adding. Like, sure, Xbox doesn't have games, but we got cool little controller <laughs> hoodies. You know what I mean? Like, that's exciting to me. Cool little controller hoodies. I mean, maybe we're fucking up. Maybe we're fucking up. Can we not make these for the dual sense? Like a kind of funny dual sense well, why would you, hoodie? Why would you want it? Obviously, there's a market. What Ooh. is he going to do with this? He's going to keep his controller warm. No, he's going to use it once. He's going to post a picture and randomly on a like a, a Thursday morning with him holding it in front of a beach saying, say yes to adventure or some shit. And then he's never going to use it again. I'm just saying we're leaving money on the table. Kind of funny. Let's make a dual sense hoodie. This is the fucking dumb hoodie. Okay, this is dumb. This is dumb right here. And the controller <laughs> thing isn't? This is ridiculous. The, Again, this beer waste co- of materials and supplies here, man. It's the fact that, like, the arms are in the pocket as if, like, it's really cold. It's like, oh, I got to warm up my hands. My, my little hands are cold because it's wintertime. Fuck. Get out of here. This is dumb. Blessing. What's up, Greg? I dread the fucking day that Mike's going to have these shitty fucking hoodies in here. But luckily, that day's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to mom and grab shops today, where would I go? You would go toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, the last days of Lazarus. We said not to do it until we fixed the other one. I thought we were disobeying him. I mean, I'll do it. What's the worst going to do, all right? Dock our pay? Clearly, I need to. Clearly, we need to. Here's the thing he probably could. Mike no, ordered two. Don't let Mike's Mike ordered two. Spending. God. Honestly, yeah, we deserve it. Des- dock our pay. That's fair. Last days of Lazarus. Mike's PS5. Pay, so he can't afford the shape. Sable place. <laughs> and you know that would stop him. 
The that man has a fear credit card debt. I don't understand. <laughs> Sable, PlayStation 5. Soccer Story on PlayStation 5. All the PlayStations, all the Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, the Night Witch on play- all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. In Nightmare on PC, the free golf update for Nintendo Switch Sports is available now. And then Gotham Knights Heroic Assault 4-player co-op mode is available now. They got the Blessing, big, uh, how the starfish. fuck did you not list the new Avengers update featuring oh, the Win- Winter Soldier? Available now. We're streaming it right after this, me and Joey. They passed by me. You know, they passed by me. The, the streets weren't talking about it. I went on well, all the gaming I, websites. Me, they fucking do not like how he looks, so they've been talking about it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the, the Starro in Gotham Knights looks pretty cool. His name is Starro, right? The yeah, big starfish Star- creature guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks pretty cool. Oh, I haven't Gotham seen him. I didn't know he's in that. Yeah. Yeah? He is, yeah. Oh, cool. He's, I think that's, that's what the... you're assaulting against. So this is like a, 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 a raid kind of thing? Oh. I guess. Okay. And they call it a heroic assault. Sure. But you're just fighting a big starfish, apparently. Gotham Knights, man. Also, shout out to the free golf update for Switch Sports. Shout out. New dates for you. NVIDIA has announced that its graphically enhanced upgrade Portal RTX is arriving on December 8th. All right, here's the assault thing. Hey, is that Batgirl? Yeah. Oh, that's a cool costume. Man yeah. Bat, too. Oh, yeah, they got Man Bat. Oh, Man Bat with the star on him. That's cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. He gets, like, the star. Is Man Bat already in the game? Or is this, like, new content? Did anybody get far enough and got nice to beat it? He beat Very it. early spoilers. Uh, the guy who usually is Man Bat is killed. Oh, um, that's like the kind of. So you think Starro is like raising him from the dead with his Starro abilities? No, I don't, I don't, that doesn't track for Starro abilities. No, I don't. I don't really know or care anymore. Wow. Okay. This game, the footage we're watching right now, I'm like, this looks pretty good. But I know if I pick up the game, I'm gonna be like, okay, I don't. Yeah, I'm no, good. don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Okay. Startup company comes to consoles January 26, 2023. Uh, the new Jurassic World Evolution 2 DLC, uh, Dominion Malta. Oh, God. Launches on December 8th, 2022. That sounds like Johnny Ace. Uh, Rogue Looter Shooter Synced opens its beta on December 10th. Hindsight is releasing on Xbox and PlayStation on December 6th. Grime, Colors of Rat, is coming with new weapons, new enemies, and a whole new area to discover on December 15th. Deals of the day for you. Xbox games with gold lineup for December has been revealed. You get Colt Canyon and Bladed Fury. Finally. Those are some made-up ass games. <laughs> Finally, we got Colt Canyon and Bladed Fear. I've been waiting for this day. Hey, we're here. Thank the, you, Xbox. We're here for the reboot of How I Met Your Mother. And tonight, we're, hey, hey, Jeremy, do you want to play Colt Canyon or Bladed Fury? I have not watched How I Met Your Mother. I'm sorry, Janet. <laughs> I, I don't know why I picked that sitcom to run with, but I did, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just get out and move on. Remember, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and, of course, listening on podcast services around the Greg, globe. I got to cut in. All the party just dropped a bombshell in chat. The Apparently, the first trailer for that 90s show just released. Oh, really? Fuck you. I got to look this up. God. I'd like to watch that. I would Is like it to the, watch that. Bear, do you know if it's the same characters? Greg, do you know if it's the same characters as that 70s I don't show? know if it's the same characters. Uh, <laughs> let's get some uh, your wrongs in here before we go play Whoa. some Avengers. Holy shit. I'm I'm scared to show it because I, I... Yeah, don't show don't it on Games Daily. Is it Jordan. fire? Do I need to get excited about it this? It is. After this... It's the same universe. Let's fucking go. After this, we will be late to the stream because I want to watch that. So prep it for me and Blessing to watch on our own, right? Okay. So, okay. Nanobiologist writes in and says, Glenn was on Up at Noon in 2012 for Modern Warfare 3. Uh, even more information, Kebab says uh, Up at Noon with episode was the very first episode in January 2012, almost 11 years ago. Wow. Um... Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Burnout Crash released in 2011, according to Kebabs. 
Uh, Matt Murdock says, Daredevil didn't appear in movies until recently. Uh, wasn't because of popularity. It was due to the movie rights being held by Fox. My, I'm sorry. I misspoke on that. I wasn't talking about that. I'm saying the fact that he wasn't in the movies. I don't think it had his popularity enough. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I didn't show my work correctly to get to the thing, but... That's great background facts. I'm still saying I think yeah. that's why you he also commit. did have a movie back in 2003 and it was awful. Ben Affleck, man, it wasn't that bad. It was it was bad. Greg. It was very bad. What are you talking about? Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, the Need for Speed game. <laughs> that's, all, that's all he has to say. Can't can't we, can't name it off actors. <laughs> New AJ's Eyes uh, says the Need for Speed game Bus was thinking about might be The Run. The Run. Where you race from San Diego to New York. Yeah, I play that at a Best Buy demo kiosk, like many games, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you, I almost, I almost got sold in that game. And then I started, then I got it for the Wii. And that was the wrong decision. I should not have gotten that for the Wii. I should have got it for a real console. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in here trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Leave that to us, guys. Wow, funny, funny kids today. Need for Speed Unbound is available to, is out today. Released today. No, it is. Uh, wait. For pre-order kids, I think. Gotcha. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Chad All right. was talking about it. That's enough of that. Trump was talking about it? Yeah, yes, yeah. So Trump, uh, his first tweet was uh, talking about how he pre-ordered that game. Uh, America. I won't, I won't be tweeting too much today because I have to. Why is your Trump impression just Obama? None of us can do a good Trump. Can we? Uh, no, I can't do a good Trump. Yeah, no. I can't do a good Obama either, but I attempt. Need for Speed. It was great. It's the best Need for Speed. Barry, you're in the wrong industry. You need to get to Hollywood. Because goddamn. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I thought Trump was on the ones and twos just now. I tried. This has been kind of I funny failed. games daily. Each and every weekday, we on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course, be part of the show for free over at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD with your questions, comments, and concerns about the daily news. Of course, you can get the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny where it's ad-free. You get 38 episodes of bonus content a month, uh, all exclusive over there. You can watch the podcast live. You can see all this hilarious shenanigans of the Kind of Funny podcast as they happen and don't get Frankenstein back together later. And of course, course it's all i mean there's multiple levels but if you're gonna buy this goddamn fucking xbox hoodie for your goddamn controller you better go to patreon.com slash kind of funny however i digress if you have no bucks to toss our way of course you can get each and every episode of the show live as we record at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games under that live tab remember they redid how videos work and of course on podcast services around the globe mr hawk says i can't buy it greg it's sold out well let me tell you a great thing that isn't sold out is getting your loved ones uh subscriptions to patreon.com slash kind of funny we're gonna play the avengers uh you should watch that it's gonna be fun see what this bucky's all about but before that we're gonna watch a 90s show trailer so until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you